Hands down, the biggest challenge for growing and improving your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business is finding the time to work on your business. Now, in today's podcast, we're going to bust open the I don't have time myth and show you how to make progress on all the stuff you know you should do, but don't get around to. Creating the best plumbing, electrical, or similar construction-based service business is not about being the best person in the field or working harder and longer until you crack it. It's about you learning the skills to become a great business owner and leader so you can create a powerful business that makes strong profit and does not depend on you. For the last 10 years, Tony Fraser-Jones has been advising construction-based service business owners to do just that. If you want to improve your profits, reduce the number of hours you work, and take greater control of your business, keep listening. If you want to get there faster, visit go.profitabletrady.com slash podcast. Here's Tony. Hi, I'm Tony Fraser-Jones, your host, and uh, here with my sidekick, Phil Smith. Phil's the COO here at Profitable Trading, mate. Cool to be hanging out today. Awesome to be hanging out. Very excited about today's episode. This is a gnarly little topic, right? (laughs) One of my favorites. Yeah, so, mate, what are we going to talk about today? Well, basically, we're talking about the age-old problem of having too much to do and not enough time to do it. So, the issue is that for most business owners, it's hard enough to stay on top of the day-to-day issues without being able to actually make time for working on the stuff that's going to improve the business and drive things forward. So, mate, I mean, what happens when we get into this state? Well, life starts to feel like Groundhog Day. You end up doing the same thing over and over again in, I guess, the vain hope that it's actually going to move things forward. And you feel overwhelmed. I think that's a big thing. So you feel like you never can get ahead. And, you know, as soon as you kind of clear your to-do list, there's just more jumping on it. I think at a practical level, actually, you can start letting people down as well. So when you're just, you know, way too busy, stuff slips through the cracks. And that's jobs. So things get wobbly on the jobs. Mistakes happen. Deadlines get missed. Clients get upset. And you're just juggling too many balls. And eventually, doesn't matter how good you are, everyone has a breaking point and some of them start to drop. Yeah. One of the big ones there as well is, hey, we let some people down. We let our clients down from time to time. We let our family down too, and Massive. ourselves. Yeah, and I think that's something we've got to be really conscious of here. This is not just about work, because time is time, right? You've only got right. 24 hours a day for all of your life. Mm. Uh, it's not like when you go into business, miraculously, you get given more hours. You don't. Yeah. Uh, so definitely. we've got to figure that out as well. I think life and business really, it starts to feel like a hamster wheel. Definitely. So, you know, like I said, it's Groundhog Day. You just don't seem to get ahead. And for some people, frankly, they just give up and kind of, curl up in a ball. Yeah. Uh, I can get that bad, right? It can. Definitely can. See it all the time. Yeah. So, mate, Tony, what if we get this right? Well, if you get it right, I think you're going to learn how to work smarter, not necessarily harder, because most people, if hard work was the solution to their business challenges, they would have solved them because they're working pretty hard already. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, it's not necessarily about hard work. Don't get me wrong, you've got to work hard, right? Mm. No, nothing comes from nothing. I think you'll also feel like you're making progress with your business if you start working on the things that really count and your profitability will improve, your business will grow. You can provide better service to your clients as well. I think that's something that people underestimate. If you're running around like you've got your head chopped off, things go bad, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's just what happens. Yeah. And when you are on the front foot with your time and what you're doing, I reckon there's like a feeling of progress and satisfaction. I reckon you can't underestimate because... It's good to feel like you're making progress. It's actually yeah. good for your mojo and your whole mental health as Definitely. well. Yeah, mate. I mean, we work so hard on, on actually trying to drive our businesses forward and to be able to actually see that progress and that satisfaction, I mean, it's hugely, hugely beneficial 
you know, in every era of our life. So, Yeah, that's true. And like we've said, the reverse is true too. If you're always tapped out, then you know, your home life suffers, your business suffers, and actually, more importantly, you suffer. Yeah, Because if, sure. if you're not okay in yourself and you're tapped out all the time, you can't help anyone. You can't help your family, your wife, husband, spouse, significant other, your children, your community, no one. Well, if I'm always siphoning gas out of my own tank to fill yours, eventually I'm still on empty, aren't I? 100%. For sure. And, you know, you can't run on empty. You can run on fumes for a little while. <laughs> but not for too long. Not though. for too long because you crash and burn. And That's I think it. a lot of this whole area is tied in with you know, a lot of mental health challenges as well, which, you know, we don't like to talk about it. A lot of people listening will be blokes. Mm. Uh, it's not something we talk about, but we probably should. Yeah, for sure. Well, Tony, look, I know you love stories. I'm sure you got one for us today, so why don't you kick in with a good story? Yeah, I got a story. I don't want to be down buzz. But <laughs> don't lie, you love being down buzz. No, nah, that's not fair, mate. <laughs> I'm not down buzz at all. But this is, I think, a helpful story that I heard once to get our heads around time because, you know, I don't have enough time is actually kind of a weird thing to say because we all have the same amount of time. It's not as though someone came and stole some time from you. So it's really about how we use it. So let's say you were working away on job. Well, you're in the office pricing some work, whatever, you're hard at work, and you get a call from the hospital that says your you know, your child has been in an accident and they're in intensive care and you know they're really sick. They could check out. Now, what do you say? At the start of the day, you had no time to do anything. What do you say? I don't have time. So, sorry, like I don't have time. Like that would be pretty cold, right? Yeah, well, you're not saying that. Kind of weird. You're not saying that, right? You're dropping everything. You're dropping and everything you're and you're going. Yeah. And why is that? It's a bigger priority. It's a priority, right? So yeah. it's really a question of priority. So I think what we need to do when we stuck in this whole, geez, I don't have time, which, you know, I'll be blunt, I think is an excuse. And I don't mean that like harshly, but if we buy into that, we'll always not have time. Well, I think the point you're making here, Tony, is it's about priorities. Yeah. And often when we say we don't have time, what we really mean is I don't have time to do everything that I need to do. So I need to make some difficult decisions about what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. And often we make that based on what the consequences will be of those decisions. For example, if I walk off site right now because I've got something else I need to do, is the consequences of that going to outweigh the consequences of what I'm passing up? For example, the consequences of walking off site are bad, but the consequences of not being there for a loved one in the hospital are worse. So I'm going to go to the hospital. Easy choice. Yeah, easy choice. But a more difficult one might be hey, I'm constantly being pulled in every direction at work and if I'm not there, the guys may make mistakes. But the consequence I'm passing up is because I'm doing that, I'm not working on my business, things aren't improving and I'm always going to have to run around after my guys because I'm not making improvements to mitigate that. That's exactly the point. And what you're actually giving up is your future. That's right. That's the key thing. So I think the point is that nobody has enough time and everyone has enough time. That's right. They're 24 hours in the day. And unless you're special or God's done something, you know, extra special for you, or you are a God, whatever, <laughs> then you got 24 hours. That's it, right? That's you, right. You can't invent right. time. So time and managing our time actually requires a change in perspective Definitely. and the way we look at things. Yeah. So what I'm encouraging people to do and what we often talk about in our coaching is let's look at time as a question of priorities because that puts you at choice. And that's yeah. the key thing. This is the big thing that people you know, probably um, think about is, when you say you don't have time, it means you've got no choice. That's right. And if you have no choice, how do you feel? Kind of rubbish, right? You're like, you feel down, you feel like coerced, you feel disempowered. Definitely. And, Definitely. And when you 
put yourself at choice, it feels way better. You're making a choice. Look, I'm choosing to go and price this job today, or I'm choosing to go and check out this site for an important client, or I'm choosing not to do that because I'm choosing to meet with a new potential client who could be worth five or six or $700,000 worth of revenue. That's right. That's a choice. Exactly. Here's the kicker though, and I think you've... Foreshadowed it a little bit. Yeah, you've taken the words out of my mouth, (laughs) as you like to do. I'm a thunder stealer, that's Uh, Yeah, mate, I understand. But that's fine. I don't mind living in your shadow. We can do that all day long, mate. (laughs) People, like, they make choices. Perspective is important and priorities are important. But you sort of mentioned the fact of what are the consequences of those choices. Mm. And here's the real kicker that I find. There's a difference between urgent tasks and important tasks. And if you've ever read a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, it's absolute thumper brilliant book i encourage you even just to listen to it on audible if you're driving around in your truck or your your ute or your van whatever it's a great book but he talks about urgent versus important tasks and what that is is uh, urgent tasks are stuff that have to be done today and if you don't do them today there's going to be some pretty immediate consequences and important tasks are stuff that doesn't necessarily have to be done today but it's really important if you don't do it in the long run things are going to go bad or not going to improve so you know like marketing training uh, strategic planning, building relationships with new clients are probably important stuff. If you don't do them today, it's probably not going to kill you. Yeah, exactly. But it will kill you in the long run. And that's the point is I think that even though it might not kill you today because you're working on the urgent stuff that may kill you today, if you never get to that important stuff, you'll only ever be able to live in the urgent zone that's and you'll it. be reactive your whole life, getting dragged in every different direction and always feeling a bit powerless, which is what we are talking about before. Yep. So what we need to do is start to prioritize our future self. And that's prioritize our own health, our family's health, our financial health, our business growth, and start setting some time aside, even if it's a little bit, to invest in the important stuff, because that's what's going to change things for us. And that might be, you know, things like looking for a new software system. It might be developing a decent hiring process. It might be, you know, doing a tendering with all our merchants to see if we can get some cheaper prices. There's yeah. a whole bunch of stuff that sits in that area, which is going to improve your business. Might right. be putting together an apprentice training program. How killer is that? Yeah. Don't so have to do it today. Yeah. I think the thing that underlies all of this is that there's a bias in our thinking towards the present. Definitely. So we're definitely pushed around by the consequences and the problems of today. It's like smoking, right? You know, you have a few smokes today, no problem. But you're not really thinking about the fact that if you smoke for 20 years, it's going to be a big problem. Yeah, or exactly. If, or if you not if you don't exercise today, it's not going to kill you. But if you don't exercise the next 20 years, that's not good. Yeah, it's a short-term payoff versus a long-term payoff. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. And we're biased towards the short-term problems. That's right. So I think that's really important. That changing the way we look at time is key because we can do a whole lot of strategies. We've got a whole bunch of tools, which I know you're going to talk about. Hmm. We should definitely you know, touch on a few today. Yeah. But if you don't get the thinking right, then the tools... They don't really stick. That's right. Well, on that note, Tony, I do have a couple of tools I'd love to talk through. Uh, Obviously, we're getting asked these questions around how can I improve my time management. We get asked them a lot. And there's two quick tools I'd like to go through today. Just before you jump in there, I don't even like the time management. It should be (laughs) self-management, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can't manage time. I mean, that's just what it is, right? Time is what it is. So you're managing yourself within time. That's really what we're up to. So Hey, the very first thing, and it's a really useful tool I'd like to talk through, is a thing called a time productivity analysis. Now, not going to get into all the little nuts and bolts today, but really what it is, is it's a measurement of what you do with your time currently. So 
We like to think of it in terms of, you know, at least you want to do a few days, probably a week, maybe even two is a, is a better time frame because it gives you a really good look at what's going on. But at its core, a time productivity analysis is where I measure what I'm doing all day, every day, and I'd be completely honest with myself about that. So, hey, man, if you're going to yeah, go to the room with no windows for 20 minutes, mate, then cool, put that in your diary. On the other hand, if I'm going to scroll on Facebook for 20 minutes, cool, put that in your diary. And if I'm going to be pricing for the next two hours, put that in my diary. But be honest, if you're taking a 10-minute break in there, because honestly, two hours of pricing does your head in, put that in your diary because we want to have an actual look at where your time goes now so that we can use that information to see where we might be able to buy some back. Yeah, that's right on the money. And you can't manage what you don't measure. So most of us don't measure our time. So we have really no idea. In fact, sometimes we tell porkies to ourselves about what we're actually doing and we're not as productive or focused as we think we are. So Mm. first step, man, is is, I know it's a bit of like, it's a bit of a bellyache to actually go and do this, Yeah, but it's something you probably need to do, you know, every, at least every six months just to check out where things are actually at. I think the key is like, it is a bit of a bellyache, but seven days of measurement is going to give you so much insight into how you can improve. And I've never seen someone do a time productivity analysis and not walk away amazed at where they've actually uh, wasted time without realizing it. And they're able to make some small tweaks, which are actually going to buy them back an hour, two hours, three hours. And just think, I know it sounds like a small amount, one or two hours, but what could you do with one or two more hours, three or four more hours to put back into your day and maybe improve your business? Yeah, or even just to take a bit of time out, proper time out. I think that the key thing with the time productivity analysis is that you'll identify what we call the $10, $15, $20 an hour task. You'll find that most people, even people who have larger businesses, they might have 30, 40, 50 employees or maybe even just a couple. There'll be some stuff there that you look at and you're like, why the heck am I doing that? Definitely. Uh, Definitely. It might be getting the mail. It might be sending invoices. It might be doing payroll. Bunch of stuff that far out, like you pay someone 20 bucks an hour or even less, 10 bucks an hour. That's going to you know, buy you a whole lot of time back. For sure. And we'll get into that in a future yep. episode about yep. how we can re-resource our time. Yep. So the next tool I want to take you through today, guys, is one called a default calendar. Now, you may have seen us say a default diary in the past. We did find out that in North America, a diary is something that little girls write in about their crushes. So we've said back to default calendar. And in this case, guys, I wanted to talk you through a couple of concepts around this tool that are going to help. So the first one is to really understand this. I want to touch on another story from that book Tony mentioned just before, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey. If you haven't read it, honestly, it is amazing. It's going to change your life. So get into that. But he talks about this concept of a glass jar and filling it with different things. Now, in this concept, if you can picture a glass jar in your mind, and think about some things we need to put inside. So we've got some big rocks, we've got some pebbles, and we've got some sand. Now, if we think about the first way we could fill this, let's say I pour the sand in first, it fills a big block. I pour the pebbles on top, they also form a block, and I try to put the big rocks in, I don't get them all in there. There's no room left. That's right, and there's a lot of wasted space, because they don't fit together perfectly. So you've got a lot of blank air in the gaps between those rocks. Now, on the other hand, Tony, if and I... How, food, and just jump in, man. Like, yeah, how many people's lives and businesses look like that? Well, I'm going to get to that, so yeah. don't you worry, mate. Right, look, mate. on the other hand, if we think about filling this rocks first, so I put those big rocks in first, then I've still got the wasted space, but I'm able to pour the pebbles in around those big rocks shake to fill up. the space, and then pour the sand in over the top of all of it, give it a good shake and that sand's going to dribble down into all the cracks, I've got a much better chance of filling everything into that jar. Now, why does this relate to our time? Well, firstly, 
in this case, if we look at those big rocks as business improvement opportunities or things that we can do, which are actually going to help drive the business forward. If we look at those pebbles as operational tasks that need to happen, they need to get into our jar or we don't have a business. But at the same time, you know, that's really just your normal wheels going around stuff. It's not going to drive the business forward. And if we look at sand as all the time wasters, those $20 an hour tasks Tony was mentioning before, they honestly just drag us away from everything else. Or like the the sales reps who call into the workshop or the factory, yeah. Yep. Time they, waste. They need, they need about 10, 15 minutes of drinking coffee and yeah. talking about how hard it is out there before they can get going for the day. What a waste. Just get in your car and go. So anyway, I think the hard thing with this, and it's what you're about to say, Tony, is most people, they fill their jars sand first. And the reason for that is because often sand is urgent. So remember, we were talking about urgent and important tasks. The hard thing is sand is urgent. If your phone's ringing, you want to pick it up, right? If Facebook pings you, you want to jump on and have a look. But in this case, if we're filling sand first, that's dragging us away from being able to fit those rocks in and actually make change. Now, another reason why that your big tasks are actually like the big rocks is because they don't fit together easily. You don't just sit down between tasks and quickly create a system that's going to save everybody five minutes per day and be more productive. It's not a quick thing. So it takes time, you need to make time, or it won't just quickly fit in. So that's how we look at it in terms of time. Now, what is a default diary, default calendar? Basically, what it is, is it's a template for your time. So if we look at it in a week snapshot- It's like a budget for your time. That's right, it's like a budget. And what we're doing is, it's a way of us making sure that we can fit those big rocks in first. So what you do is you take a week, and we can give you templates about this. If you get in contact with us, we have a bunch of things that we can help with. And in this case, yeah, you take that template for your week, you put those big rocks in first so that everything else has to fit around them and you can make sure they actually happen. So in this case, some examples of big rocks. One of my favorite ones, lunch. I know it sounds funny, but in this case, honestly, humans are like cars. We take fuel. If you're not eating, you're not drinking water and you're not actually nourishing your mind by taking a break, mate, your afternoons are not going to be any good. good. So you can work as hard as you want, but why you're not getting the same kind of performance so you need to take a lunch break every day not just to eat and drink but to have you know five ten minutes of your own time to clear your head second big rock that i always like to think about is you need to service your most important client relationship and for me i don't know about you but my most important client is my wife and kids and if i don't service that account they're not going to feel very good it can get bankrupt pretty quick that's right we don't want that to happen that's going to cost you a lot of Emotion and a lot of money as well. This is going to be a lot of heartache. So I think in this case, yeah, you got to think about your best clients. And Matt, if we don't service the account, the account disappears, right? So we need to make time for that to happen. And guys, if you're listening to this right now, guys and girls, and you're thinking about your family situation, thinking, you know what? It always is the last priority. Flip that on its head. All right. Make it the number one, because this is what's still going to be here when this business game wraps up. So service that account. Third thing is you need to make time to work on your business or otherwise it just won't happen. I'm sure everyone's experienced this before, but if you can't block out a couple, three, four hours per week to actually make business improvements, they're not just going to fit in between other stuff. And that's what we say is like, ideally you spend four hours a week working on your business. At the start, just put two hours aside. Yeah. And that's like the thin end of the wedge to get you started. That's right. Uh, If I can make two hours, I can use those two hours to make four hours and on and on and on. And that's the keys. You need to start somewhere. And if you don't prioritize some time somewhere, we're screwed. So after that, what we do is we pour in those pebbles, fit everything else around the big rocks. And then the sand, if it doesn't fit in, hey, who cares? It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's the sand. So I just want to give one last example just to make sure that this sticks, guys. And it's an example of how you can make sure you stick to your time. So for me, 
I always think about grouping similar activities in my default diary. And an example of this is on-site quoting. So if I've blocked out, say, Monday morning and Wednesday afternoon as two slots I'm going to do my on-site quoting, and there's no negotiation there, those are the only slots I'll do it, then what I'm able to do is free up time for the rest of the week. And so let's say I get a call from my best client Thursday morning. They say, Phil, I need you on site right now to quote a job. I'm going to say, hey, man, look, honestly, I'm under the pump today. I'm way too busy. I can't get there. But I've got time Monday morning or Wednesday afternoon. What works better for you? But a science behind this, if you give someone two options, they pick one. That's right. If you give them an option of whatever, they actually pick nothing. Because it's hard to make it a Well, they're just as disorganized as everyone else. That's so right. they need leading too. Exactly. And so if I don't give them two options to pick one, then weeks later, we're still trying to find a time or I've had to sacrifice. But if I give them two, they pick one. They say, cool, let's do Wednesday afternoon. I say, cool. And I take it a step further. I can do two or four. They again pick one. And hey, now I'm doing it when I want to do it and freed up time rest of the week. So I think that's killer, mate. So what we've touched on today is we've got to think about time differently. That's probably the big message. Think priorities. Not I don't have enough time because priorities put you at choice. You've got to think about, hey, what am I doing time-wise to invest into the future of my business, my health, my family, my relationships? And then there's a couple of tools to kick off. Measure what you're spending your time on now. Get real about that. That's your time productivity analysis. And then you can put a calendar together for the week of how it's going to look every week. Block the activities in. Have a place for everything so you know where it fits and service your most important clients. I love that. I mean, that's gold. You've got to look after the ones that you love. What's the that's whole right. point? That's the whole point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So team, hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Had a lot of fun bringing it to you today. There's a lot in this one. Please subscribe so we can let you know of our future episodes. And you can join our free Facebook group as well, which is a group designed for like-minded owners of uh, trade businesses and construction-based service businesses. Just check out all the details in the episode notes for what you need to do to get in that. Thanks heaps for listening. And we'll catch you next time. And if your life's too busy, remember, you've got a choice. You've got a choice how you spend your time. Think priorities. Nice. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Tradie Podcast with Tony Fraser-Jones. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit www.profitabletradie.com slash podcast or check out the episode notes for more details.